Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of this week's Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn. I've got, as always, alongside me, Brad, Jamie, Joe, and Dan. How are we doing, guys? What's up, Oos? Every week, every week, and still no adequate response. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, Not good, much. man. It's good stuff. Good week. You kept it in a different yes. order that time as well. I do, I do, I do it. Keep it fresh by doing a different order every time. It's not intentional, mind. I don't have everyone's name written down in front of me. And I think I'll do it in this order. It's just whichever way. Yeah, you, you have to have people's names written down so you don't remember our names. I don't remember who Bradley is. He's not been born yet. As he's that you never met. <laughs> How's our weeks gone, guys? All right. Yeah, yeah not very bad. wet, very soggy. But what about the world of wrestling? We all caught up. Yeah, well, I know we're going to have a, a chat about NXT, or rather, I think Dan and Joe and Bradley are probably going to lead with the NXT chat this week. Me and Jamie are still to catch up. We will watch, um, but not quite yet. But um, yeah, Raw seems interesting, didn't it, as well this week? I think it read better than it watched. Oh, I read uh, yeah. it and it was like, okay, she's due, isn't she? So there you go. are looking she's up for due. you, Lacey Evans. <laughs> how, like, how are they going to finish that storyline like surely it's going to be like oh Ric Flair you are not the. they're going to go on Maury aren't they <laughs> Ric Flair so. you are not the father no <laughs> I want it all I want the lie detector test I want the paternity results I want Maury especially because of the pandemic Woo! I, I am the father Woo! I still got it Woo! you are not the father <laughs> And then she'll run off like they do a worry going, but I was a thousand percent sure it can't be. They haven't slipped sure. Thousand percent sure. There ain't nobody else it could be. You are not the father. Oh! <laughs> Custody of Lacey Evans' baby on a pole match. <laughs> well, it's either going to be that or the ladder match, isn't it? Let's be honest. Put Page out of Eddie Guerrero's book. I mean, Dominic, you are the father. Dominic Guerrero. <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't put it past them. They'll come up with something. No, you know it'll be. It'll be one of the bloody ninjas, won't it? It will be one of Tazawa's ninjas. That's Omos. how they'll get out of it. Yeah, it'll be Omos. They'll just get out of it by something stupid like that. And it wins the 24-7 title. <laughs> what, the baby? Yeah. What, if, what if it's Bad Bunny is the father? Oh, 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 and he was again, wasn't he? You're 24-7 champion, Bad Bun. Is he still he's, the champion, or did he lose it on? Raw? Yeah, he's on. He's on Saturday Night Live this Saturday. Oh, he so won it on feeling, Raw, sorry, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, I got a feeling that they're gonna have our truth appear on Saturday Night Live and say, "Oh look, there's wrestling on Saturday and then Night people Live." People like, "What the hell is happening here?" <laughs> <laughs> but it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because then it gives them exposure on what Saturday Night Live on these days, NBC. NBC, which is yeah. Peacock. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It also plus. Don't forget that. WWE Network's come in to see it all works out for him. It's almost as if they planned it from the beginning, isn't it? 
Who'd have thought that wrestling was predetermined? Long brings us nicely. <laughs> it brings us nicely onto our news, actually, speaking about Lacey Evans. We might as well jump straight into that this week, guys, because, um, I mean, obviously, they've turned it into a storyline with Ric Flair, but she is genuinely pregnant. That's our first part of the news this week, um, yes. so, which is nice for her. I think it's a second child. She's already yeah. got a daughter, hasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, daughter, Summer. That's it, yeah. Summer Ray. No, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um I think it's it's interesting. We'll obviously we'll come on to the elimination chamber discussion later because as far as I'm aware, she was supposed to be in the women's title match, wasn't she? So be interesting to see what happens there. But um it's I mean, timing wise, obviously it's right for her. Um if she was trying to get pregnant and you know, congratulations and all, but you know, leading up to WrestleMania, she's gonna she's gonna miss WrestleMania and whatnot. So it's a, a funny timing in that aspect. It's gonna be Ric Flair versus Charlotte Flair with Lacey in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like four months pregnant, five months pregnant, however much she will be. Well, she's time. in the corner, she'll just be like going, Woo, go Rick. <laughs> Did she wrestle last week? Yeah, I think she won the. Um, she won the. No, no, it, it was um, by disqualification, wasn't it? Um, she ended up winning by disqualification or count out, and that's how she ended up beating. There must have been some sort of hold or something. I can't. It's not a very memorable match. I'll she throw did that wrestle, out there. though, didn't she? Yeah, there was something involved. She definitely did something, but she won by DQ or count out. It was so that's DQ, how she won. Yeah, yeah, DQ. So she must have only found out in the last week or so that she actually is pregnant. Hence the reason she didn't actually wrestle uh, it's Rick- this week. It's Ric Flair swimmers, they're so strong, you know. They... <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably give birth next week, they're that strong. <laughs> the match made no sense, though, because they had Asker and Charlotte Flair versus uh, Peyton Royce, who deserves better, and um, Lacey Evans. And pretty much Peyton Royce is doing the entire match. They go, oh, you know, she's... why is she wrestling the entire match? Why is she doing everything? Why is Lacey Evans not getting involved? And they were building it, building it. You just felt really bad for Peyton Royce. And then... She just she stood there and she doesn't even realize she gets slapped on the arm and tagged in, and then she just runs away screaming, "But no, you can't, you can't attack me! I'm pregnant." I mean, it. All I'll say is, is thank God she's pregnant in real life. Because if this was just pure storyline, it's. That, I thought they had something good going with, um, and, and that's slightly disappointing as well. Because I'd read a few weeks back that Flair was back full time, or as full time as he can be at his age, as an on-screen character, obviously aligning himself with Lacey Evans. And I thought, well, that's great because I don't think he can ever get sick of Flair. But now they probably won't have much for him because we don't want to see. Just Ric Flair and just Charlotte again feuding like this in a couple Rick of years. Flair back. starts banging someone else. Belusi Yonu. Um, trying to think who there is really. Isn't there? Well, this could, could be Peyton Royce now. <laughs> this is an easy segue. Nia Jax. My no, boy. she's not like. <laughs> she's not like most girls. She won't take on Ric Flair the rocket. No, field. she's, she's not like champion, most girls. So. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon they just put him on commentary. Can you imagine oh, it? Flair. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> it? <laughs> Woo! It'd be like Jerry Lawler, like a few years ago. He's have a heart attack on the fucking comment. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to want to be with Nia Jax, though, because she's got the gold. It's a flair for the gold, it is. He'll be chasing it for those quality tag titles. And all the holes. <laughs> My hole! 
Well, congratulations to Lacey Evans. Anyway, it's, it's lovely that she's pregnant. Um, hope to see her back fairly soon after she's uh, after she's given birth, and hopefully it won't be yet again for her another stop, start, stop, start, stop, start on her career. Because every time she seems to be gaining momentum, either they lose faith with her, don't have anything for her, or something happens. Um, so hopefully when she comes back, it'll be a nice build for her. I would like to see her as the women's champion eventually. Dan, I think you wanted to. To have a quick talk about the new Japan and Impact Wrestling relationship this week. There's been some further development. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, we, we always pay attention on Impact. It's one of those slow burners. You, you know, you'll have a few good matches. Actually, this week they had um, TJP versus Josh Alexander for the X Division title. Um, I know you guys don't tune in, but um, it's worthwhile having a look on their page and having a quick look at the the clip of the match. Really, really solid. Um, a bit technical, high flyer match. Oh, oh someone's having a bit of doorbell, that. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, it's it's Nia Jack. She's come back for her whole. <laughs> yeah, um, generally it's it's just a crossover between New Japan and Impact, and um, yeah, they've they've um, had Dee Finley and uh, Juice Robinson on there this week. They had a tag match against some guys I've never heard of, but it, it opens up the floor to some interesting crossovers. I mean, what sort of matches would you guys like to see if you could see Impact stars against um, you know the the old uh, um, sorry Impact Stars versus the New Japan guys? What what sort of matches? I mean, I'd like to see like a Jay White against a Sammy Callahan. That would be brilliant. Has Kenta had any? It's it, Kenta appeared in Impact. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head before he went to WWE. Um, no, Joe and I were talking about this. We went on a walk the other day, and we were like, oh well, who has from Okada? Okada won it, and they had uh, Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura was there as well. They had a couple yeah. of matches. Um, on their previous, um, they're all right matches. It's nothing, you know. They always, show, if you have um, Impact UK on Facebook, they always show like old stars who used to be on there. Um, basically, when they're doing something big in WWE or AEW, they tend to show replays of them. And I, I think Joe said they had Okada dressed up as the Green Hornet sidekick and um, <laughs> had Shinsuke Nakamura going out there, but he had like short hair and no gimmick, you know, there's no dancing and Michael Jackson or anything. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, what sort of have you guys got any sort of matches or crossovers that you'd like to see? This, I mean, this is this is the this is the problem I think at the moment, and I think it more just slightly going off topic it just goes into more the distribution of Impact Wrestling. I mean, we were talking about it only the other week between ourselves on the fact that you know it's now available on social media really is the only access for the UK to the point where I wouldn't like to say people have given up on Impact, but you know you only have to go back as far as five or six years ago. Well, maybe a little bit more when it was it was really hot and it looked like you know if there was ever a time for them to challenge WWE, it was around now. Now they are just more like a glorified indie promotion and it's not even necessary. I think for me, the question isn't even for, and again, just me personally, it's not for who I'd want to see from New Japan face who in Impact Wrestling. It's more who I'd want to see from New Japan face who in AEW, since their relationship's going on at the moment as well. I mean, Moose, Rich Swan, just a couple of people that come into my head. I mean, do I really want to see Moose versus Kenta? Do I really want to see Rich Swan versus Kenta? When, if we're saying no to that question which I suppose I am, because I've got no interest in saying that. Well, I'm saying no to Impact's two world champions, if you want to class the TNA title as a world championship. We're saying no to Impact's two world champions. I don't want to see either of them face anybody from New Japan. I'm not particularly that bothered. I think that speaks more for the state that Impact's in than anything else. 
I think they were saying um, the great Muda, um, he's recently won a new belt. They're saying that he's actually going to defend the belt in Impact. you imagine him versus Tommy Dreamer? How old is he now? (laughs) As old as Tommy Dreamer, probably. That's what I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go on, Brad. I I think there is one that I would like to see, though. Go on. Will Ospreay versus Rich Swan. Will Ospreay is incredible. Like I've seen him wrestle for press for PCW, and he's he's phenomenal. Um, I, I just think, like I said, he needs to go to a proper promotion. I say proper promotion, like New Japan is, but you know, he needs more mainstream to AEW and WWE because he deserves it. It's that same as that like Zack Saber Junior. Like the big names, but to most normal fans, nobody knows who they are. Yeah, you mainstream because it's just WWE, doesn't... isn't it, or AEW at a push? Yeah, I mean, this is—I mean, it can only be a good thing for Impact. But again, we've said this before: it can only be a good thing for Impact the AEW crossover. It could only be a good thing for Impact the fact that WWE has a bit more of a working relationship with them now, as far as their tape library showing things on the WWE network, which up until a few years ago they'd, you know, never have done. I suppose it really happened around the time AJ Styles came in, so they could use some of his footage. And, and the sting. first time they said it's TNA, sting. <laughs> TNA, and everyone went TNA. mad. They actually acknowledged it. Oh, and I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> Do you remember Kurt Angle? Who was it? Yeah, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn put us on new roster. I'm not hiring for tag teams, but I, I hear that TNA is hiring. <laughs> Everyone just, ooh, <laughs> the crowd went. Everyone's like, oh my God, he said it. He said it. it. <laughs> I'm sure Sami Zayn dropped the dropped AEW on about a week or two after yeah. the first episode of Dynamite. Well. It was thinking, though, weren't it? It was during that whole um, truth serum thing, weren't it? That they were yes. doing, and he was sat in the chair, and basically said, "Oh, what if I say AEW?" And I was just like, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Good God! One it's of the, such I think, shit. I remember the best part um, of one of those was when Bailey, the one day, had a new outfit, like a new ring attire, um, and it was like B A Y, and then L E um, L E Y underneath. So it had the A, it had the E, and she was wearing the women's um, championship. So the W was under the A and the E. Yeah. And the e. See, it's all a conspiracy. The next because week, WWE really owns AEW. They, the next, they own yeah. it. The next week, um, I was wondering why. Hang on, why is she coming out now with the title around her neck? <laughs> because of way W A E. Well, you know, again, be interesting to see which way he goes, the relationship between them, you know, hopefully, like I said, for Impact, it'll only be a positive thing. But I, I certainly see more coming out of the New Japan and AEW deal as opposed to the Impact and New Japan deal, really. But um, bringing us on to uh, another piece of news this week, did anyone see all the information about Sammy Guevara and his soured relationship now with AEW, specifically with Tony Khan. Yeah. Yeah. But any particular thoughts on that? For anyone who doesn't know out there, apparently um again, speaking of the crossover between AEW and Impact, they'd asked him to I don't I don't know, I didn't read too much into it, but specifically some sort of um plan for storyline they had with Impact and Yeah. Was um, he wasn't too happy for doing it. Yeah. And he I, whether he, re- I don't think he refused, but I think he effectively said, "No, I don't want to do it this way. I want to do it that way." And because Tony Khan had said, "No, we're doing it this way," and he then was like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not happy with it." They had a bit of a falling out, and he's a bit of hot water. 
Yeah, well, they completely pulled the angle as well in the end, didn't they? They they said, forget it, we'll just scrap it then. Do you know what the angle was supposed to be? I don't. I can find out. Um, I think um, he was supposed to turn up in TNA. Now, I think he was going to face somebody random. I can't remember who he was supposed to face. But he just said, no, I don't want to face them. And because of that, they just dropped it. See, this is the thing. What? They've got a full roster of people. They could quite easily have just drafted somebody else into that there and, you know, taken them in. But I suppose if that's what they want to do and that's how they want to deal with their talent going forward, then that's entirely up to to them. I just hope it doesn't, for Sammy Guevara's sake, I mean, if he's going to make his own problems, and unfortunately he's going to make his own problems, but I just hope it doesn't, I don't think it will, I just hope it doesn't specifically sour his relationship with them because I think he has got a really bright, bright future. Well, I think that they had a relationship TNA and then New Japan years ago, as Dan said, when Okada came back in. But I think Dixie Carter just fucked it up, basically. And now um, Don Callis and Scott Dillamore basically had to go back to Japan and basically beg them for a second chance. So please, can you trust us again? And now this just kind of pissed them off a bit, I think. I... Again, I I think if any if there'll be any effect from it, it'll unfortunately be for something of our I I don't think it'll fully sour the relationship between the promotions. I, again, I hope not, because this is can only be positives for everybody. Um but Sammy Guevara himself specifically, hopefully, doesn't. I did read this week both Cody Rhodes and um, Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan both said they're open to working with the WWE in a similar mm-hmm. fashion. Now it just makes me laugh when they say things like that because, you know what? I'm very open to working with WWE in the future. Doesn't mean they're going to give it a second thought or even think about doing it. So it it's just makes me laugh thing. when they say that. I read about it. It's like one week, it's like we're at war with WWE. We will beat them in a race. Then we realize, oh, wait, we can't beat them. But we'll be happy to work with them if, if, if you want to work with us. Yeah, it's great. WWE has no benefit working with AEW. I saw the ratings. There's no upside to them. I mean, besides obviously no. the fans or like dream matches or anything, there is no upside. There is no positive to WWE working with AEW. As great as it would be, they won't get anything from it. And this is why they won't. That this yeah. is why, and and what do you do afterwards? You know, unless unless Impact and New Japan are going to forever have a cross promotion for the remaining existence of any of those companies or AEW, why would the WWE have a relationship with AEW? Because there has to then be an end point to it. But then, once there's an end point, what was the point of it in the first place? Because who are you elevating? You don't want to elevate your competition. So why would you do it on that aspect? And you're not, I mean, you might elevate some talent, but then that talent can only go so far before they then want to go over to the competition. So it's all very well and good saying, yeah, yeah, we'll have a working relationship with them and do it. But like you said, Jamie, the WWE never, ever going to do it. So why is it even discussed? I don't know. There isn't. There's no upside. It's not discussed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not. It might be between them, but it ain't ain't between uh, Vince, (laughs) Triple H, is it? it I think they want to go back. I think they want to go back to the old days of like, you know, Vince had New York, somebody had Florida, somebody had Tennessee. Like they traded talent back in the old days. So like, oh, you'll have Hogan, but I'll have Matraman. And you can have like Nikolai Voldakoff and I'll have, you know, Te- Eddie Graham and stuff. Like they'll just like end up trading in the end. Like, oh, you can have Jericho and can we have Sammy Guevara on Monday Night Raw? Mm-hmm. Well, they I did think... that with um, TNA, didn't they? Um, back when it was 
like a, a bigger force than it was. I think um, Ric Flair, they needed Ric Flair um, in one part of it. So they ended up saying, oh yeah, Christian's going to appear on um, Impact this week mm. just to like promote something. And he was just there like, I don't know why I'm here. Let's just cut this he promo. He turned up for, um, was it like the, I want to say the 10th anniversary or something like that. Maybe yeah. it was the 15th anniversary. It's like Bound for Glory yeah. or something. Yeah, that was it. And he turned up and kind of came out and gave a wave and cut a bit of a promo when you were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Wasn't it because they needed Ric Flair for the Four Horsemen Hall of Fame induction? That's it. I think it was that, yeah. So they had like a talent swap. Um, yeah, we, we ain't getting any more of that. Certainly not anytime soon. I've got it Just so awkward. as well, by the way, the, what actually happened. Oh, go on. Let, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. So, um, according to Impact Sources, um, whilst everyone had agreed to the initial idea, um, he basically started texting Impact officials saying, this is a load of crap. I don't want to do this. <laughs> he then didn't fly to Nashville um, when he was supposed to, and he flew a couple of hours later, to which he received a text message from Chris Jericho saying, go home. <laughs> All right. Ta-ra. There we go. <laughs> well, he's no longer in the inner circle, is he? He's left, hasn't he? Yeah, he left I on last know. week's episode. Yeah. I wonder if that was part of his internal punishment. I wonder if that was written into the storyline and they just decided, well, let, yeah. let, let's find something else for you. You're no longer going to be part of the inner circle. Well, the on-screen thing with MJF and stuff is obviously... It makes sense for it to happen because, like, MJF is coming and basically, like, trying to destroy it from the inside, really, isn't he? But, you know. Well, he wants to, like, as sort of take as over as the leader, doesn't he? Le dinner debonair. <laughs> How much did you spend on that T-shirt? Probably about 30 quid. 20. 20 25, quid. How much was shipping? $25, isn't it? Uh, free shipping, wasn't it? Free shipping from where? Pro Westman Tees. Oh, there's your sponsorship. They're not. They're not an affiliated <laughs> part. <laughs> Has anybody seen? Um, well, you've probably all seen the trailer for it. Um, it was on last night on NBC. Unfortunately, it's yet to have a UK distribution partner yet, so we don't know when we're going to get it. I'm probably going to watch it tonight through other How? means. That's all I'll say <laughs> through other means. But um, Young Rock was on last night. Um, the have you guys seen anything about Young Rock? I'd rather I've, watch Young Brock. I've seen the trailer. I haven't actually <laughs> heard anything of it. You know, I think they're showing different parts of his life, and you know, he's got a really good life from what I've heard. You know, what he, what he's gone through from his American football to you know being around all of the wrestlers. But no, I haven't. I haven't actually seen it. I dare say it will be on UK TV. I'm hoping so. Um, Most but, likely Sky Atlantic eventually. Maybe. I don't think yeah. so. Sky I mean, what they're um, what it's initially set out is is that it's it's set in 2035 and Dwayne Johnson is running for president of the United States. So he's on a TV program and he's obviously saying, oh, you know, tell us about your life. So it's flashbacks. It is obviously into him growing up, but they've, um, you know, they've got somebody there playing Macho Man, Vince, Andre the Giant. Um, yeah, they've, it, they've, they've got Vince and Hogan, not Hogan, Vince and Macho Man. They've, they've cast them, haven't they? So... They've, yeah, they've yeah, yeah. Some images of them. They look all right. They do. The Andre the Giant was interesting. I'm not sure it was who was playing it, but obviously he's not as wide and not as tall. They've done their best to make him look as as good as they can. And 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 I think you know you have to kind of suspend your disbelief a bit and say, okay, you know that's supposed to be Andre. He, he does look. He's got the big perm, the big curly perm. Um, 
but I, th- I think that's the best you're going to get with him. But no, I just want to see whether anyone had, uh, you know, seen the trailer and whether you will be by any means or eventually watching the first episode because it looks like it's going to be entertaining enough. I, I, I it doesn't strike me as the type of program that's necessarily going to get great reviews or great ratings. It could eighty-nine percent on tomato, on tomatoes, eighty-nine percent. I saw it only had like two and a half stars on IMDb or three it's, stars. It's, it's, got, it's gone up. Um, it's currently on six point four, but um, okay. on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got eight. It's got eighty nine percent by the critics, ninety three by the audience. So not certified fresh, but you know, <laughs> it's still a good rating after eighteen reviews. Well, after one and episode, critics. hopefully you can only go up from there. But yeah, check it out, guys. If um. You got nothing else to do, and you can find a means of watching it. Speaking Me. of nothing, to, <laughs> speaking of nothing to do, Alistair Black and Andrade's got nothing to do because apparently they've got nothing for them. It said on the dirt sheets this week. If anybody's had a a read of it, um, obviously since Paul Heyman was dropped as head of Raw or whatever stupid bloody title they gave him, they effectively got nothing for him storyline wise, and and they really don't want to use him. That's Alistair Black, Andrade, Bo Dallas, a couple of others I think were noted on there as well. I mean, Bo Dallas hasn't done anything for about three years, has he? But... They just need to bring back Bo Leave. That's all we need. Unless the only things, the only two things I can see with Bo Dallas would be Bo Leaf, which is like one of the greatest gimmicks in modern wrestling, <laughs> and and then the second what? one would just be why just make him part of the Wyatt family? He is his brother in real life. Just put him in the Wyatts. Put him with there the was, I think Bruce Pritchard <laughs> on his Something to Wrestle with podcast, either that or on Corey Graves podcast, one of the two was speaking about it, and they said there were plans drawn up for him to be part of the Wyatt family about three years back and it only got as far as a drawing board and I'm assuming Vince just knocked it off and it never happened again and it was around that time in which they dropped him off TV and he's not done anything since I mean what John Cena's been in White John Cena's been in White family Daniel Bryan's been in White family <laughs> Randy Orton <laughs> yeah it's just they've all had a go apart um, from the person who's actually related the last proper thing Bo Dallas did is when he was the tag champs with the B team anyway Kate is that yeah cool? Yeah, and then, and then he had like one or two matches on Raw's jobbies, but that was it really. Beating, beating. Because he's had some good stuff, and he had um, there was it the social outcasts where they were all walking around yeah. with their t-shirts and things. Um, he did a really good in that one Royal Rumble uh, when he was coming up from NXT, and before that in FCW, he had the FCW title. And um, in NXT, he was the NXT champ. And was he yeah, like the- was he Again. the first champ or second or no, something? No, Seth Rollins was the first. Of course, he Seth, was. Yeah. Seth was Big E, then it was Bo Dallas, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then he lost it to Neville before he got to the main roster. But the Bo Leaf stuff was the greatest thing in NXT at the time. <laughs> was, was, Bo and... Dallas, was Bo Dallas the first NXT person who entered a Rumble, though? Oh, no biggie. I, I he won like e. um he you know they won some sort of battle royal on um, a Saturday like a fan fest or a fan access to get yeah. entry to it. Um, you, you, I think you're right, Brad. He, he wouldn't be one of the ones, but Big E may have beforehand. Um, he, both of them were very similar in sort of timescales. She's definitely yeah. around that time. But the yes, whole thing of like when he became Mr. NXT and we had like the mask on and stuff and he kept trying to come back to NXT even though he was on the main roster, but he kept coming into NXT to try and like come around and like say, no, this is my home and basically get him getting dragged out of the building. Is one of the best promos in like the last ten years. But it, it makes you wonder why they keep him, 
he's not been on TV for about two years, if not longer. They had a big cut of talent, obviously, during the pandemic, where some of them were furloughed, some of them were completely released altogether. I mean, even some of the rumoured furlough ones look like they have actually been released because they've never come back. And in that, you had actually on-screen talent that were released, a good, what, seven, eight of them. He wasn't in those cuts. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but he wasn't in any of those cuts. Again, it makes you wonder why they're keeping him around. With with Bray and IRS, most likely, isn't it? Because but IRS was released. Yeah, (laughs) he he was released. He was furloughed or released. He was. He was like. I I know. Obviously, the release. Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and good, good, good. Um, Bo Dallas has the potential. Like, if he was given a chance, he could get himself over. He would be big. Like I could see Bo Dallas going to like AEW or Impact and becoming like a champion there and just doing really big. And then, do you not think it's too late? His career's too damaged. No, no. Drew McIntyre did it. Jinder Mahal did it. Jinder, don't hinder the Jinder. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, granted, Drew McIntyre was a little bit younger. I think when he was originally in WWE, but then he went off. Made but Drew McIntyre has a lot. Going for he's him, he's about six foot five. He wasn't though originally, shredded. but he was still six foot five. He didn't grow no, anymore. He grew. He, he, he got knee extensions. <laughs> <laughs> I know he, he put a bit of muscle mass on or whatnot, but you know he still had a look. I mean, what's Drew McIntyre really done other than put a bit more muscle mass on and grow a beard? That's the only difference that he's done, but it's worked for him. But what can Bo Same Dallas agenda. do? Bo Dallas, all he has to do is go out there and just go, all you have to do is Bo leave. Yeah, because it worked so well for him the first time. It did. He got massively over. And like, but what one a... of the best things on Raw when he was just running around going, I did... every time he hit like a clothesline, he'd run around the ring going, I did it! I did it! Do you all remember that time when he ran around the ring and he just ran into, was it El Torito? Yeah. <laughs> is the most underused, underappreciated wrestler in history. Well, and I'm putting than, that as a fact he, right now. More than Heath Slater. Yeah, Bo Dallas over Heath Slater any day. I've got, like, you know, I've got, I've got a Bo Leaf <laughs> t-shirt. I, like, Bo Dallas's Bo Leaf was like my cover photo on Facebook for years. He is the most Underappreciated, underused wrestler ever. Well, he could soon be taken over by Alistair Black or Andrade since they're not about. Surprises me with Andrade <laughs> because he's obviously engaged to Charlotte Flair. Yeah, so, so what, just... what can you do with him though? Isn't it? You know, what if you could say right, right now, with fantasy booking, what are you going to move him to do him with? I mean, you could have brought him in in that Lacey storyline and that. Um, Oh, well, this is my backup sort of thing. But if you think, well, what really is he going to move into? You can go into a tag team role with another luchador. Um, they could put him back in a mask and, and do things like is that. Has he ever held an... He hasn't US, held a... US title. Did he hold yeah, US. US title, did he? And he was NX champion. Uh, NXT. NXT. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on the main roster seat. I think he'd make a good intercontinental champion. This is what I don't get about the... <sighs> You've got this US champion, and you know, think back to the European Championship when you have Americans holding the European Championships. I mean, and they used to go, "Well, he's re- he's representing Europe." Yeah, but if I went to New Japan, 
Japan or whatever, and if they had an Asian championship and I won the Asian championship, they can't go, well, he's representing Asia because I'm as Western as you can get. So it just doesn't make sense when you've got wrestlers who aren't from that nationality winning the belt of that country or that continent or that nationality. Intercontinental, I mean, they've made that term up, so it just means across the board. It will make sense, and I think he'd, he, Andrade would be a really solid intercontinental champion. Uh, they could basically do with Andrade what they're doing with Big E now, building him up. Whether or not I'd ever see... I think I see Big E more as a world champion than Andrade, don't get me wrong. But I think he could have worked with that in a very similar position. I, I think if we're having a discussion as what you would do when someone comes back, I think that needs to be put more on Alistair Black because I think he's the hardest to could be. He could be... I'm not even thinking he could be world champion. Do you he, think? Because I don't see it. You don't see it now because of the way that they've treated him, but... Honestly, but, that, that guy, it's similar story to Cesaro. I'm just happy Cesaro is finally getting somewhat of a push and is on TV most weeks. But, do you remember that that match that they had on the first um, Blackpool, you know, that Blackpool event, um, the NXT UK one, where they had top when he was called Tommy End and they had him against Neville, that exhibition yeah. match? That, that stole the entire, well, he didn't steal the entire show because we had, you know, the, the main event, which was brilliant, but it was one of the top matches on there. And it was definitely, I think it was one of the contenders for match of the year. It was brilliant. Nobody even knew who he was. He hadn't even been in NXT back then. But what would you, this is the thing, what would you do with Alistair Black now? He's too, you can't, you don't want to build like... him up like The Undertaker because he's not that type of person, but he's, his persona is more like that aspect. But now you've got people like Damien Priest coming onto the roster. I honestly think Damien Priest now is just going to fill the role of what, what they would have done. I mean, who knows if they have any plans for Alistair Black or if they did, but if they did, I think any plans that they had for Alistair Black, how they wanted to position him on the card, how they wanted to move forward with him, I think now they're going to just do that with Damien Priest. And unfortunately for Alistair Black, um, especially since what she called has gone. Um, Selena, Selena Vega. Vega. Selena Vega's gone, exactly. Um, see, there's the curse. Selena Vega goes and they don't do anything with Andrade or Alistair Black. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he's going to be put into that position now, Damien Priest. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Alistair Black again, very similar like we did with Luke Harper when they didn't have anything for him and he disappeared. And then he came back for one event or a couple of events and then they let him go it's a shame because i mean you look at these the, the names we're talking about of all former nxt champions you know they've sold out barclays center and main events you, you can say the same i know they're pushing bobby Roode at the moment but you've got some people who've won the nxt title and they've skyrocketed like seth rollins like he's done amazing with it you know people who failed that and they've shown their worth and you've got other people like alistair black andrade uh bo dallas yeah, I know he hasn't um, held the NXT Championship, he held the North American. It's a chain, though, because, I mean, they've, you know, look at Halftime Heat, like you said, with Ricochet, they've done amazing work. They've got loads of people, uh, loads of viewers. They've got good, you know, distinguished characters, and they do quite well on the merch, but they're not really moving forward or doing much. Instead, on Raw and SmackDown, we're just seeing the same rehash tag match or the same match. It, you know, it bugs me. If I see a match that happened one week and then it happens again the next week, um, you know, the retribution stuff where it's Xavier Woods just facing the same guy again, but there's a different person at ringside. I don't like to do it, but I fast forward. I, I think, and I've seen this match. You've already told me this story, but you've got all yeah. these people backstage. Why can't you tell new stories? You know, even if it's just that they're squashing a jobber every week from NXT, you know, build something up, do something with them. Lazy do you think, it's a, do you think mm. it's a case of they've got too many people? Uh, they don't. This is, somebody said this to me not so long ago. 
they don't have as many people as they did in the Attitude Era, and arguably they booked people better in the Attitude Era than they do now. If you look at it, if you go back and you, I don't know, watch six weeks worth of Raw and SmackDown tapings leading up to a pay-per-view, every single person on the roster, whether they were main event or whether they were jobber, every single person on the roster seemed to have had a job they as far as they were always doing something they were in some sort of storyline they were if they weren't on raw that week they were on smackdown that week or if they weren't on either episode that week you can be damn sure they run it the week after you know whether you have the job squad doing something or you had Val, uh, and then maybe next level lower mid card you had Val Venus doing something and then i don't know yeah but the thing is he was in stuff and it was entertaining and you know and i don't want this to become a you know, a debate now as far as, you know, the attitude here would be more entertaining. It's more of a fact that everybody had a place on the roster back then and there were more people, but everybody had a storyline. Everybody had something. There wasn't these, oh, we haven't seen this person for a year because they just don't know what to do with them. So they sat in catering. They were on, they, they were always doing something, whether you're a jobber or whether you're a main eventer. Now they've got half the talent, but it's the same people on TV every week, but it's not everybody. Do you think they need to add something like a new mid-card title into the... On oh, the there are too many titles. No, what, what they officially need to do... Like, NXT's kind of already a third brand, isn't it? They say. Like, put NXT as an official third brand, better than what ECW used to be, and then go back to having a, a different developmental and bring that from the beginning. Like, bring back FCW, for example. Have FCW... Have NXT the third brand, put that into the brand split as well, and he'll have more talent and more show, more time. Did anybody and you read can throw people back to NXT without it being, oh, you've been relegated to NXT? Did anybody read a few weeks ago that they were not necessarily making it a, an official third brand, but that they were going to have a development brand slash TV mm. show for NXT? Which yeah. surely, if they do that, that surely then does make NXT an official third brand, whether or not they'll recognise it as that officially or on TV. But, yeah, that's interesting. Just similar, what they did to, like, in Survivor Series, just have NXT invade Raw and SmackDown, say that they're better, we deserve to be an official brand, get somebody like Shane McMahon behind it to say, we're going to be better than Raw, put it up to two hours, because Mm. it has to, doesn't it, if it's going to be a proper show, Um, and then do it live, and then Put, like I said, put Shane McMahon behind it and just say we're going to beat Raw and SmackDown in the ratings. Have a little inner rivalry between NXT, Raw and SmackDown, cross them over, and eventually come WrestleMania next year, you have your brand split, and then that's a proper brand then. Well, I've got it, the perfect plan. You have the three brands, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT India. And you use <laughs> NXT as the development brand show for Jinder Mahal is the GM. <clears throat> Jinder Mahal should be the NXT India champion when they have a proper one. Of course he should be. He's a former world champion, regardless of what whether people shit on his title reign or not. He's still a world champion. That's your news this week anyway, guys. Um, oh, controversial one this week. It was, wasn't it? And uh, Speaking of NXT, Dan, Joe and Bradley, I'm sure you guys want to take the lead on this. Um, so, of course, we had Vengeance Day back 
on Valentine's Day. I can see what they were doing there with the name Vengeance of Valentine's Day. It doesn't work at all, but I can see what they were trying to do with that. Um, but we had that on Sunday. We had five matches. Two matches um, were for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, the women's and the men's. We had a triple threat women's title match. We had an NXT North American Championship, and we had the NXT Championship match. Uh, the floor is uh, is yours, guys. Whoever wants to go, if you want to give us a rundown mm. of each match or whether you just want to let us know how the event was as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty decent. I know Brad stayed up for the entire event um, and watched it. You know, Joe and I watched it the next day in the morning. But um, the one thing that made me laugh, even before I even watched it, Brad just messaged in the group, who is this Eli Drake guy? Um, and it's it's fair, but um, the good thing about Eli Drake joining NXT and even the promo that he did on uh, the pay-per-view is he's bringing promo work. Because everyone was saying, oh, yeah, Pat McAfee, he's the promo work. He's doing everything um, voice-wise and elevating people. But they don't really have talkers on NXT. Um, and Eli Drake, he is a Miz. He is a talker. Basically, all he's going to be doing is running down everybody. You know, his, his promos before the match is going to be longer than his match. But if you said to me, like, I, I know his work from Impact. If you said, oh, can you recommend a five-star match he's been in? Can't name one. You know, he's had some, he is a solid worker. Hmm. Um, but to see him in NXT... I think he's been in the developmental system with WWE before. If, like, if you watch Breaking Ground, the FCW videos, you can see him in the background of a lot of shots. He's, he's familiar to the WWE process of it, but promo-wise, sorely needed. And that promo that he did backstage with Wade Barrett, Sam Roberts, and that Barstool sports guy, that just cracked me up. And that's what all everybody was talking about the next day as well. It was and well. He's, he's no longer called Eli Drake either, is he? He's L.A. Knight. Brilliant name. C. Um, punk. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where they got the inspiration from that from. I did see they build him as the hottest free agent. Is he? I never heard of him. Recycling, no. <laughs> recycling um, the AJ Styles thing. I think there was a thing with um, NWA, one that NWA have a lot of talent that aren't being used. Um, they haven't got shows. I don't know if they've got power on at the moment. It's not something that I really follow, but he was big over there in, in that company. They were building in with him. But I'm, I'm happy that he's over there. I think he'll do a lot better than in an Impact because he's come from Impact previous. I think you get lost in the shuffle in AEW. He's just what NXT needs. You know, I'll tune in just to see his promo work every week and not to see his matches. They're not exactly going to be amazing. He might have a good finisher. They might give him something, but his promo work, um, you know, just like you tune in to see Zach Gibson cut a good promo or even on NXT UK, we've got that yogurt guy cutting his promos as well. You know, you love seeing a good promo. I know you want to see the, the sports bit, but it's about the entertainment bit as well. And it's hard to find those good talkers. You've had your CM Punks, your Mrs. Jericho's, but I think we're, you know, word wise, you're going to be going, Oh, did you hear what he said last week? Or do you see what he said this week? It's going to be pretty decent. It's always good to see new talent and, you know, good, good for him that he's managed to land a contract with him. And, you know, hopefully, again, we've said it time and time, if you're going to bring in talent like this, let's just hope they use them, use them the correct way. Nobody's saying he has to become NXT champion and then world champion on the main roster. But don't bring somebody in and build them as the hottest free agent just to shit on them in a few weeks' time. I think that's the main thing people just want from it. But, um, no, great, great to see and uh, a nice reaction that he got there. What would you say was the better of the two Dusty Rhodes tag team classic final matches then? Men's. Um, yeah, the men's, the men's, yeah, I agree. Men. Um, the women's match, really good um, to start it off with. I'm glad who won that match because 
realistically, I want to see them. I know I said it a few weeks ago. I want to see an NXT tag team win the tag belts. And then when you see them on Raw or SmackDown defending the belts, you're like, oh, wicked. We're getting to showcase NXT talent. But I agree with the lads. The men's match, that was the match of the night for me. MSK, they need to stop doing that backflip where he pushes in midair because it just scares me every time I see it. But their overall work, um, there was a, a few spots where MSK were working like a heel tag team, which I didn't like. But apart from that solid match, um, you know, I, I'd say it is my favourite match of the night, beating the main event. One of the things that stood out to me in there as well was the way that they were doing the hot tags. I don't know if you two noticed this. It wasn't your generic, I'm going to crawl, I'm going to crawl, I'm going to crawl, and then tag my teammate in. One of them was a springboard, and the other one, I'm pretty sure he slid through his legs or something like that, and then made the hot tag. And the other guy who came in, honestly, I, I said this in a group, I say it's like Montez Ford and Ricochet like combined into one guy. Honestly, I've never seen someone be able to move so quick and jump so high. Mm, I bet you feel bad for Trey Miguel, um, who's the third member of the Rascals. Yeah, he's having a sort of X Division title push at the moment. He's doing well. But don't you wish you came over with those other two lads, you know, and you'd have been elevated straight away. They've come into the company. I think they got signed in the December or January sign-ins and they pretty much come in and they've won the Dusty Cup straight away. You know, you, you don't really see that with talent to get signed with NXT. They usually, you know, do their personal bests in the gym backstage and they give you vignettes, but they've just come in straight away and they've, be, you know, they've blown away everybody. Um, but, you know, you could see it leading on to more GYV matches. The tag team division, it was sorely needed because you look at what tag teams they had. You know, they've got um, some good tag teams, you know, Everrise as well on the way up, but there's something new and exciting like you said brad you know they've got good theme music they you can get behind them they're high octane high energy yeah. they just give you that boost to the show um what i want to say as well there's like you uh, see zach gibson coming in and he goes soon to be nxc tag team champion like oh he's going to have nuclear heat when there's uh, a crowd there you know everyone's going to have the shoes off waving it in the air i just thought msk were absolutely brilliant you know they're a good like cruiserweight style tag team and they're absolutely brilliant I think his promo when he came down to the ring as well was great I, I know you haven't heard it Tab but he basically comes out and he goes right you guys there stood in the ring wearing your pyjamas you can take your smirk right off your face right now we're the, we're the heel team you know you need to respect us and they were Wesley was laughing joking but the minute he said take that smile off your face it's very British to him when you know a teacher says that or your parents say take that smirk off your face you're thinking oh business here and Zach Gibson, you know, you wouldn't want to be in a fight with him. You'd know that he would properly beat you up as well. Um, and Did any of you have a heart attack when he hit the uh, doomsday device on the outside of the ring? Yeah, it was a bit rough. I, I thought he died. <laughs> I thought he died. Are they going to win the NXT tag titles or is it too soon? I think... It makes sense because it's against Birch and Lorcan and they've had the belts for quite a while. They haven't really done much with it. They've, you know, walked out with Pete Dunne. They haven't really had many matches. It would be exciting to see because you've got a lot of heel teams that they could go up against um, and put them in a, you know, a story with GYV as well would be really good. Um, with Danny Birch and only Lorcan, I can't really see them facing many other teams. You know, if you said, who are they going to drop the belts to in the future? Unless it's in the share, um, trying to promote the India division. I can't really see who they would face. But I think MSK with those belts, you know, like a young Hardy Boys sort of tag team, it, it would definitely get people tuning in. And I wouldn't be, I, yeah. you know, I wouldn't be uh, sad to see it. Well, on the, um, on the women's side, obviously, 
Chakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, they won. Obviously, there's no women's NXT tag team titles, so they can only go for the WWE women's, which, like as you rightly say, when they brought those titles in to start with, it was billed as, oh, it can be defended a- across the board. Yeah. A bit like the 24-7 title, where they said that could be defended across the board, even in NXT UK. It's literally been on Raw and SmackDown, that's it. Um, but with, the, um, with this women's tag titles here, I mean, I would assume they will unfortunately lose to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler if indeed it's them two that they face because, you know, if they're winning, surely they're staying on the main roster. They're not going to win the titles to then go back to NXT or stay on the main roster with the titles until they lose them to then go back to NXT. So, you know, I'd assume they'll be unsuccessful in their challenge, but um, be interesting match to see. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I think I think they'll oh, win. Oh, oh. And How I, dare I, you? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the Nia Jax Raquel Gonzalez standoff because that is going to be brutal. Whose hole will be destroyed first? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you look at the main roster, there's no real tag teams apart from the Riot Squad and maybe Mandy and Dana Brooke. Like, what actual tag teams are there, really? Like, female tag teams. Well, they bloody break him up. You had the best one in the... We've said this, the Iconics, and then they just break him up. This fucking, it annoys me, it boils my piss. Yeah, because <laughs> it, well, it's like, you look, the, all you have to do, you have to look at, all you have to do is look at the Dusty Cup and see, hang on, they've just slung M together. Hang on, they've just slung M together. It's, it was nice to see that an actual tag team won it, though, for, and same with the men's one as well, because I know the past couple of years, with the men's one especially, you had well, you had the, the Broso Eights, you had mm. Ricochet and Alistair Black, you've had who Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor and who Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but they've also Great. had Undisputed Era, they've had AOP, so they have had some established talents. AOP, AOP. AOP, yeah, they won it. Um, but do you look at the women's I know you said Brad there was a lot of ones that were chucked together, like they had a Cora Jade and a couple of the new ones. But if you think about it, they had the way uh, they were established team. Uh, Casey um Catanzaro. You know, Twitter's yeah. Casey Catanzaro and um, Caden Carter, Lacey Lane. They had them as an established team. They've been there for a while. So they had a few of them that you recognise as teams. But really, I think when we were breaking it down a couple of weeks ago, we said it was going to be the way or it was going to be Raquel and Dakota. This um, is the way. That is, it is, oh mate, it's the best thing on NXT right now. Johnny Gargano's promo work, that thing he did last week with the um, X-ray. And then William Regal had to say, oh, it's you, you're left-handed. You broke your left arm. Why does the, why does the scan say it's your right arm then? You know, those promo work, they crack me up every well, week. That brings us on to Johnny Gargano, because I was going to ask, what, what was the deal there on the fact that he wasn't going to be on the card and then was? Ugh. I it, was a work. Yeah. it was a work, because we were talking about it last week, is he yeah. on or off the card? And it led on to that, oh, I've broken my arm in several paces. And um, Regal basically said, you've got two choices, you can forfeit the belt, or Austin Theory is going to defend it on your behalf. So he basically said, I've got no faith in Austin, so I'll defend the belt. Um, and he basically chucked, you know, the other spot they chucked the belt and he catches it. Oh, your arm's fine. So he, he did it in the, he did the match. But the, the match itself, it was a decent match, but it went on about five minutes longer than I would yeah, have wanted it was about 25 it to. minutes longer, I think I read. <sighs> bit, bit they too say, long. Similar yeah. amount of time as the main event, about 25 minutes. About that. It was good. Okay. Sorry, as well, before we get into the match, as the way of walking to the ring, yeah. the Loomis chloroforms Austin Fury and kidnaps him. <laughs> Another he kidnapping. Did. 
Oh, that was a good. It was good actually Brilliant. because when he because when he came out on his ring entrance, he went to they did the, he does this spot where he goes to high five Austin Theory. He just stands there and Austin Theory is nowhere to be seen. So he sends Candice and um, Indy Hartwell. Hartwell back backstage to find him, and they take twenty five minutes to see if they can find him, even though it just happened in you know gorilla position. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it led on to a good match. But they basically were working on, I think, um, they were working on the back of Kushida's neck or his head. And then with Johnny Gorgano, they were working on his arm the entire match. Working, 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 working. He was going for hoverboard locks. He's going to tap with his injured arm. It just, I get what they're doing. And I get that, you know, they want to build up um, Kushida to be this world. You know, he can be everybody. But it comes to a point where, just get on with it. You know, I'm fed up with it now. Just move on. Get, get it sorted. What do we think of the triple threat women's match then? Because I think, uh, obviously, like I say, I haven't watched it yet, but I know a couple of us were perhaps thinking that Tony Storm was going to grab the belt, but Io Shirai retained. To be, it was it was all right. It was it was it, it was by far the the worst match of the night, but it still wasn't even a bad match. That's the thing. It it was still a really well put together match. Um, you you had this this spot with the with Tony Storm looking like she was going to put someone through a table and it just imploded. Um, but then I'm pretty sure what they did was they did on the fly where um, Io Shirai basically climbed up the beams um, in the in the, well, the CWC and launched herself. wrestling center. <laughs> and launched herself off it and hit a crossbody. But then she weren't seen then for another like seven minutes after yeah. that. Um, and in the end, it was like, oh, Tony Storm's going to win. Hang on, Io Shirai's just come in, hit a moonsault. Oh, it's over. Io Shirai's won. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed as well. It only went on for 12 minutes. And um, I'm sure I read there was a conference call after the event with uh, Triple H. And uh, I think he said, I'm, I'm not sure exactly on the reason. I don't know whether anyone can elaborate if indeed it was mentioned. But the time was cut short on the match. It did go on for five, 10 minutes less than it should have done. Mm. They basically said that they allotted them 20 minutes and they used 12, um, but it's their choice. You know, they've got the time and if, if yeah. they want to use all 20, you know, as long as they finish by that time, that's fine. But yeah, they, they, I don't know if it was because of the botched table spot, but in, in all, it, it probably was the least enjoyable match for me. I'd like to see a new champion. Um, I know that they're probably going to get you know, to drop it further down the line, but it gets to a point where I just really wasn't invested in the match. It was, it was all right. It just wasn't. Probably was for me the worst match on the card uh, out of watching them all. But they can do good stuff. It just didn't really take me in and take me on a story. If I um, well, like I say, I, I will um, I will turn the event on at some point and watch it. But if there's one match that I think I'll probably concentrate on, it probably will be the main event. From what I understand, it was the best match of the night. Um, obviously, you had Finn Balor defeat Pete Dunne. Uh, to retain the NXT Championship. Uh, was it the best match of the night? I thought it was really good, Tara, to be honest. You know, um, Finn Balor was really selling his arm and his fingers, and Pete Dunne was, like, kept going after his arm, after his arm, after his arm. It was really good back and forth, I thought. And what I learned from the match is Pete Dunne has a serious finger fetish. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was literally, it was, it, it was great. It was the way that... Finn Balor would hit a move and he's like, yes, I'm, I finally got a break. And he'd lift his arm up and Pete's still grabbing onto his hand and, and holding onto his fingers and everything. And then it, it was just, it was, it, in the end, it started off quite slow where they were doing like traditional wrestling and all that. And then, and then it got kind of brutal and it, it was really good. It was, it was everything I thought it was going to be. It was really, 
really, really solid. Yeah, they were absolutely battering. It. They were absolutely battering the hell out of each other. And there was so many false finishes. And I also thought, oh, Pete Dunn is going to win here. Pete Dunn's going to win here. They're like, oh, then just Finn Balor just kept kicking out. It's like, how does he keep, how is he kicking out of this? It's like, it just really sucked me in. I, I forgot his professional wrestling. I just thought there was like two people like genuinely just pointing. It was the spot for me as well where Finn Balor went for the coup de gras and he reversed it into a triangle and he literally sold it as if he had passed out. Um, I thought he was going to be like, oh my God, he, he got his foot on the rope, but didn't release it in time. So I'm going to go do a no contest or something like that. But no, it, it just carried on going. And for me, one of the best spots, and it was only simple, was when Finn went up to Pete Dunne, took the mouthpiece out of his mouth, and absolutely twatted him in the face. That basement drop kick was the... I thought, I don't even know, I was half expecting to see teeth on the floor, everything. But yeah, solid, solid, solid match. What are we giving the event overall then out of five? Four and a half. Four and a half. I'm being mean with three. I'll go three and a half, actually. Best, best NXT takeover for a while, or yeah, for a while. But since Portland, it's probably the best since Portland. And then the, end, wanna... the ending as well. Oof, the ending. It confuses me now. They're doing them on Sunday. Have I just made that up? Did they used to do takeovers on Saturday nights, or have I made that up? They did. No, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it's on Sundays, isn't it? Brilliant, fantastic. Well, only a week later, and it's the all-important road to WrestleMania. It's the Elimination Chamber, whether or not you agree with the fact that we've got another pay-per-view named after a match. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> it's the 2021 Elimination Chamber. Um, we're going to get into our predictions fairly shortly, but very much in the same fashion as a few weeks back, guys, when we had the Royal Rumble. I was just interested whether or not um, you had any particular favourite Elimination Chamber matches of all time or um, or moments or any Chamber match that you thought, Christ, that was goddamn awful that you just wanted to to, to mention. Uh, I don't know if anyone in particular wants to go first. Um, Joe, I'll, I'll throw the hat to you to start with. Any particular favourites of all time? Yeah, um, I like Elimination Chamber. They're always a good uh, pay-per-view, but one of my personal favourites is 2010 Elimination Chamber. Um, and personally, it's because when Undertaker comes out, the pyro's too close to him and he gets set on fire. So he comes out, like he's cooked on fire. And the original one, you see him on fire, but they've cut it out now. And the, the entire match, they're pouring water all over him. Was this the chamber match that he lost because Shawn Michaels interfered in itself, the main yes. match? Am I thinking uh, that's right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. Um, so there was um, Undertaker, Jericho, CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, Kane, John Morrison, and R Truth was in it as well. <laughs> uh, so what's up? Um, so, and our truth the CM Punk started the match as well. So, it was a no, it was a really, really good match. But just the John Morrison and Rey Mysterio just doing stupid flips. But the entire time, you could see Undertaker path pacing up and down in his pot because he's literally burning to death and people are pouring water over him. I mean, he got proper like third degree burns there, didn't he? As well, it was, yeah, it look- was absolutely mental. I, I mean, I'm assuming the adrenaline just kept him going. Yeah, well, if you look um, back at the 2010 um, Elimination Chamber match, you can actually see the burn marks on his chest. Like, mm. there's a burn, like, bright burn marks. It's got proper bloody Elimination Chamber before they stopped the see, whole blood thing. 
it was a decent match anyway. Um, and, you know, quite right that you've got it certainly, you know, on your list of favourite chamber matches. But I think, you know, at a time when booking was decent, not only did it set up the taker Shawn Michaels match, but it obviously also set up the Edge versus Jericho match at WrestleMania as well. So we've actually got some long-term booking for a change, but all developed within one match. Yeah, Great that... match. Great match. Great choice. Jamie? The first one. It's got to be the first one, doesn't it? Uh, the original 2002 Elimination Chamber Survivor Series. Oh, obviously, my favourite wrestler of all time is Shawn Michaels. And it was his second match since coming back after being out for so long. Obviously, he had the, the match with Triple H at SummerSlam and then um, had the Elimination Chamber Survivor Series. And he won the title after being gone for like four years. It was a great moment. And... It's the most brutal one as well because they didn't know what to expect and they actually proper use steel. It's not like padded or anything like that. It's proper brutal and I think Triple H got injured in the match as well. Hmm. I think a few there was a few injuries from that one, I think, because like I said, they use proper steel and I'm not don't quote me on this, but I don't know if it's real glass or I don't think it was proper glass. It's but... um it wasn't real, was it? It was bulletproof plexiglass that's how yeah. they yeah that's how they build it yeah um, but obviously then they just changed it to like year. that plastic thing didn't they which just basically doesn't <laughs> yeah. even smash it just goes implodes doesn't it whereas originally like in the early ones they were like those types of glasses so when you did it when like i remember i think jericho went through once didn't he where they basically did the whole yeah. springboard into it and it just smashes in his face and it's just beautiful but, i mean um, i'll um I'll, I'll reflect that. I might as well go next by saying my favourite of all time is also the 2002 Chamber yeah. Lights, the very first one. Um, everybody RBD jumping off the pod. Obviously jumping off the pod. You got Jericho, King of My World entrance performed live by Saliva from Times Square as well. Um, everybody in that match was a star. You know, even Booker T and and RVD. You know, only a year or so after the end of the invasion angle, they'd you know carried on cementing them as stars. I mean, they were already, but you know, there was nobody that was just thrown in there to make up the numbers. Everybody there deserved their place as far as from a booking perspective, and it was great. And like. Like you say, even maybe even slightly predictable that Shawn Michaels was going to win the world title and his first time back, it was still an amazing moment. And that pop as well. We Madison Square Garden, I'm sure it was, wasn't it? 2002 Survivor Series. So you know it's going to be a great crowd anyway. Um, and I just think that that in itself has got to be, for me anyway, and like you say, Jamie, for you, it's got to be the best one. I mean, I'll throw an honourable mention of the year after the SummerSlam 2003 Elimination Chamber. I don't know if anybody's got that, but Triple H, Goldberg, Jericho, Michaels, Kevin Nash and Randy Orton, that comes in a close second for me as the second best. And speaking of the bulletproof plexiglass, yeah, there's, always gonna... a, yeah, there's always a bit. I think I think Jericho again in that one as well gets thrown into it. But Goldberg bit, goes to spear him through it. He it? does, he does. And what always gets me on that is, is because of the way that it shatters, and this is probably the reason that they don't use it anymore, they just use that like film coating, as I call it. Um, he, it's when he when he kicks kicks it through, and I think, Christ, that could quite easily slice your leg open. Yes, it's only bloody plastic, it's not glass, but the way he kicked it through and the way it shatters, um, it always makes me cringe slightly on there. But yeah, I'll give an honourable mention for the 2003 Chamber. While we're on that one as well, have you seen when he when he speared it, when he 
Goldberg spears him through it. Have you noticed the way WWE have edited it now? The way I um, haven't watched it for so long. You know what? I probably haven't watched it since I watched it on the DVD. If you watch the original, he spears him through it, and it's like two motions. He has to like push him again for it to actually yeah go for the force yeah. Um, whereas now they kind of edit it so it looks like all through one motion, so it don't look as mm. clunky. So yeah. Might have to check that out. Yeah, go on there, Brad. Whilst you're on it, you might as well go with yours. Well, I think, Dan, Dan, am I right in saying yours is 2002 as well? Yeah, I had the same one. Oh, go for it then, Dan. <laughs> you the might as well. One. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the entire pay-per-view. I think I messaged you, lads. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to watch the Elimination Chamber. But I had a look at the card as I put it on. And you had Bubbery and Spike versus and Jeff Hardy versus Three Minute Warning. Jamie Noble against Billy Kidman as well. Oh, you had the, the Devon reunion, didn't you? Yeah, where he came well. <laughs> And they had um, the Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar and giving yes. Big Show the title. Um, so really, really good show. Because uh, I was going to skip all of the matches and just go straight to the Elimination Chamber. But I went, no, I need to watch this entire thing. It looks at good but like you said it was um in madison square garden first ever one they gave the promo they were like millions of tons of steel it's this high and they've got eric bischoff promo in it and designed showing to boot. punish the human body and he's there banging on the bloody he comes out <laughs> that's the only bad thing about the event when he comes out to basically cut a promo on the elimination chamber because he created it in the storyline and he's got that metal bar and he's banging it and he's <laughs> pointing the microphone to it going yeah like listen listen to the steel and he's like <laughs> clunking it together it's, that's the only shitty bit <laughs> here we oh, go Sorry, go on, Dan. Sorry, That's go right. On. I was just going to add as well. I know Jamie mentioned there was a lot of injuries in there, but there's one spot um, where RVD climbs to the top of the... Well, he does it twice. Jericho grabs his leg and yanks him through it a few times. But when he goes to do the frog splash at the top of the chamber or the chamber pod, um, he does it really awkwardly. He doesn't... Fro- he does just a splash. But he lands really awkwardly on his knee. And then all you see is just Earl Hebner panicking, throws up the X like five times. Then Booker T just crawls over from being injured and just pins him randomly. Like that was the most botchy spot in there, but unless you're a, a smarty wrestling fan, you wouldn't really spot the no. throwing up the X's and see if he is legitimately injured. But that spot, you know, you're thinking, well, somebody needed to jump off the top of the chamber pod, but RVD really wrecks his knee in that. You feel really bad for him because he just rolls out and then you see him being helped to the back as well. Oh, it's an awful spot. And here we go. Here's my weekly make you all feel old. I was two. <laughs> oh, my good God. My dear Lord. I'm hoping you have, therefore, watched it back since. Uh, no. We didn't watch it when it was two. <laughs> well, no. no. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, lads. I've never watched it. What? What? Never watched it. You've never watched the first little... Right. Um, public announcement. Next week, just to inform <laughs> our um, listeners out there, there'll be a, a new style of grapple cast. It will be your host, Taryn, Jamie... Dan and Joe taking you through all the weekly news and the goings-on of professional wrestling. Uh, you've now officially been let go from the podcast. <laughs> Whilst I in all of your future endeavours. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, you can eventually make a glorious return just so we can all go, it's Sting! And I guarantee... <laughs> I guarantee Taron will still be bottom of the quiz table with you. Hey, hey, Ooh. you just wait 10 minutes from now and I'll be at the top. <laughs> Believe you me. <laughs> What's your favourite then, Brad? My favourite is actually... Um, Last 20... year's. Exactly. Yeah, it's the only one he's ever seen. It's the only one he's seen. <laughs> now, my favourite one is the 2017 one, uh, when John Cena went in as champion um, and dropped the belt to Bray Wyatt. Um because again, it was like similar to what you said, set up multiple 
feuds in there. You had um, Bray Wyatt setting up with Randy Orton. Um, I think it was Randy Orton. Or oh, am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a mania yeah. match, wasn't it? Yeah, but you also ha- had the seed planting in there for AJ Styles versus Randy Orton when obviously um, AJ went for the phenom- phenomenal forearm. Um, uh, but Orton caught him and RKO'd him. And I think more for me, it was more the shock of Cena going in there and being one of the first people eliminated. Yeah. Like straight away. I was like, damn, it's, it's, it's actually changing hands. I, I was fully expecting him to be headlining Mania, everything, Cena. Um, and this is probably the downfall now why we haven't seen him, um, him dropping about there. But again, I thought it was Bray Wyatt being champion was a great idea at the time. Sadly, his reign was a bit poor. But yeah, but it, it, overall, I thought it was a, a decent, a decent match. To be fair, brilliant. It's a good choice. It's certainly one of the better ones of recent memory. Even if it did lead to that awful Bray Wyatt Randy Orton match at WrestleMania. <laughs> but the, Bill the uh, thugs. Oh God, I'm glad we don't have to dive into that because that was. We might have to watch it again this WrestleMania, though. That's the bad thing. <laughs> yeah, this is the issue. Yeah, hopefully they won't do that again. But I uh, know that's a, that's a good choice. I just wanted to throw away dishonourable mentioning. I think you all know which one I'm going to say here. Um, I think it gets a lot of stick, rightly so. I think it more gets the stick for the pay-per-view itself, just because of how god-awful the pay-per-view was. Um, I, I think the only person that probably can't comment on this is probably Bradley, because we've already established he hasn't seen any is wrestling. That, what does this member week. mean? <laughs> yeah. But it is the ECW Elimination Chamber at December to Dismember. Um, I can't. Do you know what? It's that bad. I can't even remember who came out. One did Bobby Lashley win the title? I want to say there must have been there must have been Sandman in there and maybe CM Punk and maybe like, John Sammy Morrison. Was supposed to be in it. Big Show was in it. I think. Well, I'm sure. Te- well, didn't Big Show go in as champion? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I think Big Show went in as champion. Bobby Lashley walked out as the champion. Um. You also had, here we go, I've got it up here. (laughs) Right, so this is your ECW World Championship Elimination Chamber. Big Joe, fair enough, he was the champion. Bobby Lashley, fair enough, building him up, he won the title. Rob Van Dam, established name. CM Punk, yeah, okay, you're building him up, he's there, he knew he wasn't going to win it, great. Then you've got Test now tested only just come back into the company and they put him on ECW brand he was only around for a couple more weeks after this and then they released him um, and then you add the, the the veteran and in my eyes and in my heart perhaps should have been the ECW champion afterwards you add in an elimination chamber hardcore Holly but the thing with hardcore Holly was he beat up Sabu before the match and took his place was this before or after? I don't know if anybody's going to remember. I think it was afterwards. Hardcore Holly had that. It pains me when I say ECW rules match because it shouldn't be an ECW rules match. It should just be a singles match and, you know, it should just be no DQ because it's ECW. But I can't remember who he was facing and he got, it could have been Sabu. He got suplexed through that table and I'm sliced his back it's, open. It's in the hold. Don't try this at home video, isn't it? Yeah. It's always in there. And it, oh, the, I don't know how many inches it was a good inch or two thick that cut. I mean, it was the entirety of his back. It just opened up that wound and poured, and he carried on the match, 
we might have to do a, re- a watch along of that and do it on the podcast. That's probably quite a good idea for anyone who hasn't seen it for a while. But um, that was a nasty bloody injury, that was. Yeah, and then Brock Lesnar broke his neck. That was before. <laughs> that was that was long before because he had a year out and came back at one of the Rumbles and challenged in perhaps one of the worst main events ever, Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly for the WWE Championship. In a neck on a pole, man. In a neck on a pole, match, <laughs> yeah, because Judy Bagwell wasn't available that week. But the... Um, Let's not forget, again, not wanting to dwell on it too much, but the whole point of the ECW Elimination Chamber matches, of course it was no DQ, because it was a chamber match, but can anyone remember the difference between that match and the other chambers, how they Um, were different? Well, yeah, but I don't want you to go too far, because maybe it's in the quiz. Fair enough, I won't. (laughs) I won't, fair enough. Uh, Basically, (laughs) yes, there was a weapon in each pod. There was, there was, and if it's in the quiz, we won't dive any further. What we will dive into is this weekend's Elimination Chamber event, because it's time, guys, for our pay-per-view predictions to add to the Prediction League. So we might as well just dive straight into it. Matt's got his book of all, like, his statistics there. (laughs) He's got his play-by-plays like he's on the touchline of the game. I write my own fantasy book in and send it to oh, them. Good they ignore God. me. Uh, that explains why it's shite then, is it? So <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go in no particular order, but we'll start with a chain match. We got the Raw Chamber for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus and Kofi Kingston. So what I want to do for this one is for both the chamber matches, I want to go with who, of course, is going to walk out as the winner and the champion, but I'd also like your prediction for who the last two people in the chamber will be. So we might as well start with Bradley. So I'm going Kofi... No, I'm joking, not Kofi Mania 2.0. It's, um, <laughs> it's going to be, I've put AJ Styles as my winner. Um, I think they're going to give him a little bit more of a, a, little bit of a run. Jamie's pulling faces at me. <laughs> what? AJ Styles is going to win the WWE title? Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. Well, at least he's not going to be top next week. <laughs> um, last two will be Drew and AJ. I thought he's going to throw another two in there. The last two will be Drew and Sheamus. <laughs> so AJ's not going to win them. <laughs> what have we got, Joe? Yeah, I've got um, the last two as Kofi and Sheamus. Oh. And I, I think Sheamus will win, but I think Miz will cash in at the end. Wow. So the first two that we've gone for, we haven't got Drew McIntyre retain the title. That's interesting. Um, and we might as well discuss, actually, just before we move on to um, to Dan, any thoughts on the fact that the Miz pulled himself out? I mean, it made sense. It made sense from a well, we realistic talked about it perspective. Last week, we we like, did, didn't why we? Why is he did. in it if he's got the money in the bank? <laughs> why Are would you happy? risk yourself? <laughs> Are we happy with that decision that he's out of it? Yeah. yeah. yeah I don't, I don't think he will cash in, but it's going to have that in your thought now saying he is, he's, he's going to cash in. But they're going to do, do one of those camera tricks and just leave the briefcase on top of the pod or something like that, like they did in the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to tease it, yeah. <laughs> what, what have we got then, Dan? What are you thinking? Yeah, well, actually, I've got Drew McIntyre um, retaining, and I've got him and Sheamus as the final two. 
Brilliant. I back that up exactly the same. Drew and Sheamus. Drew to win. Um, so I'm going to go with that as well. I'm going to go with Drew to win. It'll be Drew and He Sheamus. just doesn't want to be bottom. He's going for the winners, no. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that um, we won't have an attempt. We Miz might come down and tease it, but he ultimately won't cash in. He'll I think he'll tease them it during the pay-per-view, but he won't come out after the match. More to the question, how is Jeff Hardy going to kill himself? Jeff Hardy, 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 Hardy. Swanton think... bomb through the hole. I think he won't have time because I think Jeff Hardy will be eliminated first. You don't think he's going to do anything off the pod? Um, If he does, that'll be what eliminates him. But I do think think he'll be eliminated first. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Brilliant. So that's our predictions for... Interesting that a couple of us have gone for Drew to... Drop it. What? So, do, Brad Joe, do you think he'll try and Drop gain it. back at WrestleMania? Is that Drop it and then win it at Fastlane. I hope they don't. I hope they I, don't. I think, I think there's more to the story of Drew and Sheamus. They, they were teasing it like before Elimination Chamber that Sheamus attacked Drew and said, I want a championship match. And Drew was like, yeah, go on. And then the last Raw, Sheamus was like, I'm going to beat everyone and then he won the eliminate uh, the golden match to say oh I'm the last person in so I think the ultimate story will be June Sheamus of WrestleMania um, and eventually Miz will just and I think Miz will just be in the background just trying to cash in that's what I think will happen okay what I want to do for the next one is we have and we still have it booked obviously is Oscar versus Lacey Evans with the defending the title so again a bit of a double pointer here I want whether or not Oscar is going to retain the title and I want a prediction on who she's going to defend it against now this is of course all being that she still defends her title on the show if she doesn't then of course we won't count this um so i understand that i'm throwing this at you but this is the whole point i want you to think on your toes and i'm gonna go with brad first brad who's she gonna face and is she gonna retain charlotte flair and she's gonna lose (laughs) nice and easy there you go joe i'm gonna have to agree with brad i think it's gonna be charlotte flair and she's gonna lose okay done Rhea Ripley Ooh, takes the belt. <laughs> you know, you're taking everything I've got, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea Ripley and she wins the belt. I'd love yeah. that. What, and yeah, Rhea's that, going to win the got. title? Yeah. Yeah, I got, I, see, I want that, but I want it at Mania. Like, I want to see Ripley versus Charlotte. Yeah, Mania. Ripley will face Charlotte at Mania as champion again. <sighs> I'm going to go with something completely out of the box because I think this is just in WWE's head where they're thinking shit, what do we do now? And rather than thinking we've got a good week to think about this and we can announce it either on the bump or we can announce it on the Friday or the Saturday, they're just going to panic and they're just going to go, I tell you what, it's going to be Asuka defending and successfully defending against Peyton Royce. Royce. (laughs) Natalia, throw her in there, she's reliable. (laughs) On a different brand, but go for it. Natalia. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Peyton Royce, why not? Um, Just, you know, easy to job Peyton Royce out to it and Asuka retains. Right, Bobby Lashley defending 
the United States Championship in a triple threat match against Riddle and Keith Lee. We'll come to you, Brad. Matt Riddle. Winning. Brilliant. Do you want to elaborate, or are you just going with a standard... Is he going to... Don't worry, this won't be the prediction, but is he going to pin Lashley, or is he going to pin Keith Lee? I reckon he's gonna. He's. I reckon he's gonna be one of those sneaky ones where Keith Lee hits like the spirit bomb, and uh, he comes in and steals the pin off him. Uh, so pin in Lashley. Fair enough, Joe. Um, I've got Keith Lee to win. I think Bobby Lashley and uh, Riddle would be too busy beating the shit out of each other, and then I got the similar to Brad that um, Keith Lee will just like knock Bobby Lashley out, but he'll pin Riddle. Fair enough. Come on, then, Dan. Jamie. We're, we're oh, both sorry, on the Dan, same, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, well, it's going to be... We've both got Bobby Lashley. Come on, Dan! Bobby Lashley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to win by submission. He's going to put him in the... Nelson from The Simpsons, and he's going to tap out Riddle. Similar to what Brad said, I'm going to go slightly different, though. Like, Keith Lee will hit Riddle, and then Bobby will take the pin. It's the heel move, isn't it? You've got to have yeah. the heel take the pin. So, I'm yeah. going to go with Riddle to win and he's going to pin Bobby Lashley. It's going to be a it's going to be stupid booking and they're going to go for a, a good 12 minutes of the match and Riddle's just going to roll up Bobby Lashley after Lashley's probably going to get the what I call the master lock. I don't know what he calls it these days. He's going to get the master lock on Keith Lee and Keith Lee's going to go down and Riddle's just going to scoop him up from behind to distract him whilst he's doing that and he's going to pin him and he's going to win the title. And then he's going to celebrate by watching Space Buddies. He is, whilst getting high on that marijuana, that marijuana. (laughs) He loves it. Right, brings us on to the... You missed one. We've already said. You missed the match. Women's tag team match. Women's tag team titles. Is that on that, the has card? Has that been officially announced? That... I think, yeah, Lana and um, Naomi against uh, Shayna Baszler and... Yeah, they, so I think it's announced. Oh, somebody, hasn't, sure it's announced. somebody hasn't updated Wikipedia. I haven't got that on. And we all know Wikipedia is the real go-to. No, because nobody can edit it, you see. So it's, it's got to be sure. <laughs> Let, let's, have a, uh, let's have a quick check on the old WWE site. Um Oh no, we haven't got we've only got Yeah, it definitely doesn't yep, say that. We haven't oh. got it listed. So not only am I not going to count it, I'm going to disqualify Dan from the pay-per-view <laughs> prediction so he can't score any point. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um SmackDown Elimination Chamber match. Bit of an interesting one, this one. Um oh, we knew bloody Corbin was gonna be in there, didn't we? Yeah. I could almost bloody guarantee. Oh no, Jeremy. Um, but yeah, very um, very similar to I say very similar. It's exactly the bloody same, same as the Raw Chamber. Let's start with you, Brad. Who's going to walk out as the champion, and who is going to be the last two? Come well, out as the no champion. Uh, no, 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 because I want the big dog. I want him in the match now. Who's going to come Make out? As it rains. The, who's going to come out as the number one contender, and who will be the last two? It will be Cesaro will win it, and it'll be DB and Cesaro as the final two. Interesting, interesting. 
So Daniel Bryan's going to win it. Uh, sorry, Cesaro's going to win it. Yep. And it'll be him and Debray as the last two. Interesting. Let's go with Joe. Um, I've got Cesaro to win, and I think it'll be Cesaro and Baron Corbin in the last two. Uh, I think Roman Reigns will probably retain. Okay, we will get on to the Reigns match, but for Cesaro and Corbin, yeah. Yeah, faces him later on. There we go, Cesaro and Jeremy Corbin as the last two. (laughs) Joe? You've just asked Joe. Uh, sorry, Dan. Yeah, um, I'm going with Daniel Bryan to win. And I'm having Daniel Bryan and Jay Uso as the final two. Jamie. Is this going to be the same? <laughs> I, I was going for Daniel Bryan, um, but I was saying Kevin Owens be the last two. But Daniel Bryan's going to win? Yeah. Oh, and Kevin Owens. Didn't sound confident there, Jamie. He just it, 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 it's ve- it's very push. open. Anybody... He's put him off because he's I not the same see, as I Dan. Can, I can see Cesaro, Owens, or Brian winning it. Like any of them can win it. Um, because regardless who wins, they're not going to beat Reigns later on in the night, are they? It's a pretty pointless match, to be honest. But I'm thinking the only reason they're going to do it is because Daniel Bryan didn't win the Rumble. He's going to have his little moment again where he's going to win this and then get demolished by Reigns, maybe. or Again, knowing WWE, Kevin Owens is going to win, and it's just going to be them two again. Just a quick question. Are we all in agreement that Sami Zayn's going to be the first one eliminated? No, I think he's going to cut promos during the match. I think he, he'll eliminate maybe... He'll be, um, he'll be in the pod while he's just talking to the guy. And camera. he'll be cutting promos. He'll have his film crew filming him. Yeah. Like, it's an atrocity. What's going on? I am going a completely different route to absolutely all of you. I am going with who I think will be last out of the pod to win the match. I am going with Jay Uso is going to win the Elimination Chamber. It's going to be him and Kevin Owens last. Roman Reigns is going to come down towards the end of the match he is, and he's going to distract Kevin Owens, which will allow Jay Uso to win, um, and that will then bring us on to the main event and I'll go first since I'm still talking. The main event Roman Reigns successfully beats Jey Uso. Um, Jey Uso <laughs> effectively yes lies down for the, the finger poke of doom. It's basically going to be a finger poke of doom <laughs> moment. Yeah so I honestly think Jey Uso wins the full match because he's last out of the chamber. Um, yeah Roman Reigns comes down to distract Owens. He wins the match. The chamber comes up. The bell rings. Nice, easy win for Roman Reigns. Jamie, I, I can't believe you, you haven't said it. He's going to destroy Jey Uso, and The Rock is going to make the save. <laughs> oh, God, don't start. <laughs> no, he, he's going to do it now. This is why, again, like, this match is irrelevant because The Rock is coming back for oh, WrestleMania. <laughs> right, so, yeah, WrestleMania 46. <laughs> Go on, Brad. Who have you got for the um, Universal title? Yeah, it's pretty standard as Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's, well, let's make this easy. Is anybody going for anyone other than Reigns? And Joe Sammy Zane to I'm, beat Reigns. I'm slightly worried <laughs> by Joe Smile since he picked Cesaro to win the chamber. Uh, I think it'll probably be Reigns to retain. I really want someone else to win, but Roman Reigns is on a hot streak at the minute. I don't think anyone could beat him until he's WrestleMania. Just keep handcuffs away from him. 
The Rock's the only one who can dethrone him because he's the true head of the table. <laughs> so we, we're all saying the Miz doesn't attempt to cash in. I say he will tease it throughout the show, but nothing will happen. Okay, does any does anyone want to go for a bonus point? Uh, does anyone want to predict that the Miz will... You don't have to say he'll win the title or he'll fail, just that he cashes in. No. Um, and there's I'll an official well. match. Anyone want to go to... out on that? I think the only way I can see it happen is a very similar spot to the Undertaker-Michaels one, where he comes up through a panel in the in the chamber and just bashes someone with the briefcase, whoever's stood in the middle of the ring. So this, I'm going to go, be, yeah. It could be an edge moment. He's here. He's he here. Is. He is. And he just right. comes out, I'm gonna, in and just spears John Cena. I'm going to throw this out then. Who wants to take the gamble? Because you'll either get five bonus points for successfully guessing that he cashes in again doesn't have to win doesn't have to lose just cashes in but if you're going to go out for that prediction if he doesn't cash in and there isn't an official match for the bell ringing then you lose five points so effectively effectively your effectively your predictions for the entire event just go out and you basically score no points for the event anybody want to take that gamble I shall yeah. take the gamble. Bradley is taking the gamble, so he could either beat us all <laughs> by going for that, or we could. I mean, all of his last. predictions have been completely wrong for this event, so he's going to get zero points and then get so, them his. I'm, I'm <laughs> on top of the table as it stands, Jamie. I, I'm only on one point, so I, I'm not going for the gamble. I need all the points I can get. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So Bradley chooses a miss cashing again. Doesn't have to be successful. Doesn't have to be unsuccessful. But it's either for a full five points or a wipeout. Do I get two predictions? You get bugger all, Bradley. An attempted cashing. You You get nothing. You lose. You get sod all, just like you got sod all for Valentine's Day, apart from a box of tissues and a left or right hand. And an extremely well put together takeover. (laughs) That is our predictions. They have been locked in, guys. There can be no changes. And we look forward to Sunday. I will look forward to Monday because I'm not staying up to watch it live like I did with the Super Bowl. I shall watch it after work on Monday from the comfort of my living room with a nice hotty chocolate. Don't you all worry. I'll stay up. Same. I'll watch everything with you live. Speaking of... (laughs) Speaking of league tables, it's time for me to jump right from the bottom to the top of the the week. The weekly quiz table <laughs> is fair, Jamie's turn this week. If if you do win this week, you would still be bottom because alphabetically you would still be last because everyone else is on one. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. But at least it then means I mean nobody's on nobody's on more on than zero. one point, are they? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's been a different winner each week. It's uh, Brad, Dan, and Joe on one each, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So I can win the quiz now, get a point which ties me with Brad Danajo, and you will be bottom. Yeah, but I Great. know he ain't going to win unless he cheats. 
But he has a gaming he has a gaming Because this week's quiz is all about everyone's favourite twenty four seven champion, Bad Bunny. No, no, it better not be. I swear to Christ. Question one: What's his real name? Turning it off. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. Um, no, there's only one thing it can be about. It's Elimination Chamber, isn't it? So, oh, God. Ten questions all about the Chamber of Secrets, Go Harry Potter. Um, so question one is, who has had the most appearances inside Elimination Chamber without winning it? Oh, right, okay, yeah. Oh no, but he has won. Oh, he could still have appeared without winning it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Good. Bottom at the bottom. He started from the bottom. He's still here. The next question has got some bonus points within there. Oh, question two is how many. AEW superstars have competed inside the Elimination Chamber. You get a point for the answer of how many, and in your bonus points, if you can name them all. Name them all? God, I thought there was only one. God, right, hang on. So we've got... That's the obvious one. So I know there's one. Don't you worry, Bradley. Stop panicking. There's definitely one. There's definitely <laughs> one. This is my panic in the voice. You came in tag team ones as well. Um, I don't think one of them was in a tag team one. Yes, no, they might have been. No, it's ruined. He doesn't even know he's supposed to be the quiz master and he hasn't got a clue. Uh, just like the Premier League should be, this should be declared null and, null and void, void, this quiz. I will double check. But I'm going for every Elimination Chamber match anyway, so if it was, um, it still counts as a uh, participant. Ah, cool. it? Okay. So, oh, no, I've just thought of another one. Right, good. I'll have to stick with that. I'm fine with that. Fun fact, though, just as we're talking, it says Elimination Chamber will be the final event to air on the American version of the network before it emerges with Peacock. Oh. Look at Bradley. He's on Google. I can see sharing the screen. Sharing (laughs) screen he doesn't even realise. Look at him. He's he's clutching at straws. Question three. Who holds the record for the most appearances in the Elimination Chamber without getting a single elimination. What? Oh, God. So they've been in a... the record amount of matches and hasn't even eliminated anybody. Gotta be. It's... Sting! Oh, no, they did eliminate someone. (laughs) Why is this so hard? Because you're at the bottom of the table. (laughs) And he isn't going to get a single point. So hang on. So they haven't, they've never eliminated anyone or they've got the least amount of eliminations. They've never eliminated anybody and they've been in more than one match. Hmm. Right. Yeah, I'll go with that. This person has been in multiple chambers and hasn't had a single elimination. We'll go with that one. If you all listened, I know sometimes we um, try and listen when people are speaking, but you zone out. But I hope you all were listening to Dan before, 
because question four is, the first elimination chamber match took place at Survivor Series 2002 and was for the World Heavyweight Championship for the Raw brand. What was the SmackDown WWE Championship main yes. event? Yes. yes. <laughs> I know it. It's guaranteed. And Dan just decided to just tell us before what the match was. <laughs> we all know that Bradley's going to write Insurrection. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Question five is you get a point for each correct answer. Which two superstars have either won or defended both the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship inside Elimination Chamber? You're going to have to say that again. Yeah. Which two superstars have won or defended both the WWE Championship and the World Heavyweight Championship inside Elimination Chamber. Only two superstars right. have done it. Right. It's got to be. It's got to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Question six. Besides the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which pay-per-view has had the most Elimination Chamber matches? Or on a roll now. I can see this. I can see me not only winning the quiz, but you're giving me a bonus point to be at the top for just how great I've performed. <laughs> it's okay though, because Brad's got his computer. He's going to have all the right answers just to stay top. He's <laughs> on my laptop. He's on, he's on grinder. I don't care. Oh. As long as you beat Taron, Brad, you can cheat. I don't mind. <laughs> Question seven. In 2015, the Intercontinental Championship was on the line inside Elimination Chamber for was the it? only time. Who It was vacant at the time, but who won the title? <laughs> Why do I not remember that? What year? Uh, 2015. There was an intercontinental... intercontinental Championship. Oh, my good God. Elimination Chamber match. Fun sorry, fact, I've, I've uh, the... really scrambled my head. Do you mind repeating that? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> who, won the, who won the 2015 Elimination Chamber match for the vacant Intercontinental title? Okay. Was this a Raw or a SmackDown Elimination Chamber? Or was this not I don't not have that information then? in front of me right there. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to go with... What was the year? 2015. Ooh. Yeah, it could have been. Let me double check. I'll open it up now. Oh, look at ah. him. He hasn't even prepared. Well, I didn't think you'd ask all these random questions. <laughs> um, what were you saying again? Sorry, was it a branded one? Yeah, it was. I can't remember whether the brand split was going on back in 2015 or whether this was just a mix. I think it was just a main one because they had WWE Tag Team Championships. They had the WWE World Heavyweight Championship as well, so I think I don't think it was, um, unless it was just a specific pay per view for that brand. Christ um, knows. Oh God. oh God! Right, yeah, I'm just gonna have to throw out a name, and I'll just go for <laughs> him. Yeah, we briefly spoke about it before, but question A: In feet, how high was the original Elimination oh. Chamber structure? In feet, 
how high was the original elimination chamber structure? I mean, if you watch the Survivor Series 2002 today, I'm pretty sure he says it in the video. <laughs> yeah, he will have done. I have watched it today, but again, it's Bischoff. I know there was 10 tons of steel designed to punish the human body. That's what he says. And so many miles of chain as well. Oh, yeah, it's going to yeah, okay. I mean, question nine at December to dismember <laughs> ECW held the first and only extreme elimination chamber match this allowed the superstars in the pod to use weapons which were in their pods what were the four weapons a point for each oh. is that what you were going to ask before no <laughs> that's fine <laughs> There was only four weapons. There was only four weapons. Each pod had a weapon. What were the four weapons? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think I'm trying to think of would that have fit in a pod? (laughs) (laughs) One of them, I'm like, all right. (laughs) Right, okay. And okay, the last one is a 50 50 one. So hopefully. You've got Karen will get a point. Right. Karen's got a chance for one it's point. Guaranteed. <laughs> who, who has appeared in more elimination chamber matches? Triple H or John Cena? Julio. Done it. I want to say I've got at least nine out of ten of these questions correct at least <laughs> well there's loads of bonus points remember so i think if we look at it all together you've got one two three, four. oh 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 there's a total right are we all done yeah, yeah. i think the total's out of 18 so here right, we go. a good 17 points here <laughs> Okay, question one. Who has had the most appearances inside Elimination Chamber without a win? Taron. Randy Orton. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Brad. Kane. It's got to be Kane. Joseph. RVD. Wrong. Dan. I put Kane as well. It is Kane. Ah, oh, it is Kane. Five appearances it is without Kane. a win. <laughs> okay. How many AEW superstars have competed in the chamber? Four. Two. I've gone, two. I've gone five. Well, if we include tag teams as two separate people, I've gone five. Five? Yeah. The correct answer is four. What? Yeah. So you get well, a point I've gone, for right. four. What if I put two when I named two? Do I get a point for each of them? You'll get a point for each correct one you've got. Right, so go Jericho. On, got? Jericho's one. Yeah. Jake Hager slash Jack Swagger. Yeah, Jack Swagger. That's all I can Correct. think of. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is another. Oh, for... And I've got Dean, uh, Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose. There you four. No, did it? Did Cody Rhodes star as Cody Rhodes or Stardust? I would like a steward. It was inquiry. Cody Rhodes. A steward. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go to VAR, please. I don't think were you talking about when you said tag teams before? Uh, that's the only one that maybe he would have been in a tag team at the time, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I, I thought. I thought Luke Harper, maybe. Mm. Well, he's dead. Are you... He's not in it anymore. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> right, moving on. 
No, technically, he would count, but he's dead, so he's not in AEW anymore. Oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, we're dark. Um, question three. Who holds the record for the most appearances and not getting a single elimination? Taron. Um, <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Wrong. <laughs> Brad. I'd put Keane again. Wrong. Joe. Chris Jericho. Wrong. He's got the most eliminations. <laughs> I've got um, John Morrison, but I'm not confident. Wrong. Wade Barrett. Three oh. appearances, no eliminations. How many That's appearances? The... Three appearances, no eliminations. The bad news there. He was under Wade Barrett and King Barrett. Oh, Christ. Okay, Joe, Dan. Well, let's see if Taron listened first. What's this insurrection? Hang on, were, were we checking if I actually wrote it down correctly this time? <laughs> what? No, hang on. Let's see, Brad. No, let, let's go with Bradley first. Bradley, what was the answer to number four then? The SmackDown title. Brock versus the Big Show because Paul Heyman turned on Brock <laughs> to give him the belt. Thank God Correct. for that. Yes. I hope we all got that right. Yes. Didn't Brock Lesnar have like the taped ribs? Yeah. Yes. Is that as well? Yeah. Okay. Question five: The two superstars who have defended or won the WWE title and the World Heavyweight title. So Darren. is this a point for each, or point just a point each. for both? Triple H and John Cena. That's what Triple I. Triple H is correct. John Cena is wrong. Oh, oh. Jesus. I've got Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Wrong. Don't be so stupid. <laughs> you get a point for Triple H, Joe. I put down Edge and Triple H. No, Daniel Bryan. Is hey! Oh. No, I demand a fart <laughs> <with> the <laughs> Um Besides the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, which pay-per-view has had the most Elimination Chamber matches? SummerSlam. Incorrect. Survivor what? Series? Survivor Series. Wrong. They only had one. So that was there. It's the first one. Wow. I don't know then. I put some Islam as well. No way out. There was only two <sighs> years, but they had two matches on. Oh each yeah, one, of course. So four. Yeah, because it oh. used to be the, the show before WrestleMania, and No Way Out was the show. Yeah, that makes sense. How did I not get that? Yeah, and then it changed to Elimination Chamber after yeah. that. But they had two matches on each pay per view for the two. Good years. question. This is. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to get 17 points. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if you've got this one. The Intercontinental title, Taryn. Absolutely no idea because I didn't even, I, I can't even ever remember. He was on the cover title. of the poster for the pay per view. I'm it sure he more. Well, then it it's Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. <laughs> oh, Who did you call Ziggler, even though I knew he didn't because it he's not like a thing. Right. Skip Sheffield. Bradley's <laughs> like, who's Skip Sheffield? I yep, yep, yep. What Sheffield do you do? Okay, how high was the original elimination chamber structure, Taryn? 64. I don't know. I put 64. 64. <laughs> it's 16, 1-6. Yeah. No, that's what I said. 16 foot, I said. <laughs> I don't believe him. The hell in cell's 20. <laughs> Is it? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I got that right. Well done. <laughs> okay. 
Anybody want to take some stabs at the weapons in the December? Yes, yes I do. Yes, I do. Because you've put on Wikipedia before. No, I didn't. (laughs) Although I think one of them I've got wrong now. Okay. There's bound to have been a chair as one of them. A steel chair was one. A steel chair. A barbed wire baseball bat. Correct. This is where it gets sticky now because I I surely there wasn't a table surely that was too big so i want to say a lead pipe wrong and a kendo stick wrong oh my Christ. was there a bin a trash bin can. yeah trash can no. trash can no. wait was there or wasn't it no, no. okay anyone what, else got any other guesses what a, yeah what a dan and joe got um i had table table is no. one Eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's too big. It's too, it's too big for one night. Table um, was one of them. With thumbtacks, the other. No. Ah, okay. I, I've got kettlestick, chair, trash can, and chain. No, it was a crowbar. The other one. Oh, oh. That, yeah, well, that, that was, was the awkward lead, one. Well, that's a lead pipe. It's, it's made of it's, it's a public <laughs> ball. <laughs> Uh, and the final one, 50-50, Tamin, let's do this. <laughs> Who has appeared in more Elimination Chamber matches, Triple H or John Cena? John Cena. It's Triple H. Triple H. H. John Cena. It's John Cena. I know it's John Triple Cena. H has had six appearances. And Cena John has Cena has, has had seven, seven appearances. Yes! Oh! It's John I've, Cena. I've automatically won <laughs> the quiz by default. <laughs> by default. <laughs> Um, right. Well, it should be out of 18, I believe. Uh, so. Oh, Christ. You didn't even get 10 digits. <laughs> you didn't no. even get seven. No, I got one. Right, what did everyone else get? I got three. Oh, God, I didn't do that bad. Uh, Go on, Taren, what, no what did you have, Taryn? I got seven. Brad? Brad? I got 12. No, he didn't. No, he <laughs> yes, didn't. I did. yes, no, I did. No, he didn't. 12. You weren't I even a, born when half of I had 11, so Brad's got the point. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google's got the point. <laughs> the resident well done, genius Brad. is back. <laughs> right, so that puts Bradley at the top of the quiz leaderboard, followed but by... But it's okay... Cam- because that uh, means surely he's next week's quizmaster. I am yes, next week's quizmaster. Not only no is he point next for you next week. I know how to I get st- the point and Taryn stays on zero. <laughs> I know how to stub Taryn. Has everybody, has everybody done the quiz now apart from Bradley? Yeah, yeah I believe so. That's four now. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, good. five, so yeah. I'm going to make sure then that since it's Bradley next week and then it starts again. We might as well have Bradley the week after as well, just to kickstart the one. So two weeks in a row, Bradley has to do the quiz. And you'll still be on zero points. Bradley, give me all the answers before then, so Tara stays on zero. It's going to be all on NXT, don't worry, Tara. Some great questions there, Jamie. Thanks for the quiz this week. Hopefully I'll try and redeem myself next week. And like I say, Bradley, just, you know, it's it's the Elimination Chamber event next week. It doesn't mean it has to be Elimination Chamber based again. In other words, don't make it Elimination Chamber based again. 
But uh, feel free to go wild. Wild it's in the aisles. Be, it's going to be all on fast lane. It's going to be Kane. Last in the fast lane. all white. <laughs> Great show. Thanks for uh, joining us this week, guys. Anyhow, I do look forward to the Elimination Chamber event on Sunday, even though I won't watch it on Monday. Good luck to you all who will be watching it live. Is just out of interest before we go, is, is anybody in work the next day so they'll be watching it live and then going straight to work? Everybody then, that is. Kind of, I have university. Oh dear. What shift am I on? 8.30. Happy days. I'm on the same shift. Try doing a 7-4. I watched the Super Bowl and the Royal Rumble and still did a 7-4 shift. <sighs> I know Morphe will meet. That's why I won't be watching the Elimination Chamber. I live. do it every week. Every week? What? There ain't ah. no there ain't no NFL American football. Sundays anymore. Yeah, it's but gone. I used to. It's been cancelled, ready for the return of the XFL. And the don't XFL. forget as well, in three weeks is Revolution. Yes, and we will be doing a Revolutions prediction show, and we will be reviewing it the week after as well. I will also point out that we will be having some special edition shows coming up in the near future as well. We will be looking at the Starcade 1993 event at some point for our wonderful... I might person. sit out of that one. <laughs> yeah, Bradley doesn't What's even know... What's 1993? <laughs> <laughs> Make you all feel old again, I would have been minus seven. I would have been two going on three at the time. Bradley, Bradley would have still been swimming around in his father's testes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Everybody, thanks for listening. You can catch us on the socials at Grapplecast Show. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Enjoy Elimination Chamber this coming week. Any parting comments by anybody, guys? Make it rains. <laughs> Make it rains. It's gotta be Kane! <laughs> Enjoy, and we'll see you all next week. Thanks very much, guys. See you later. Thanks, bye. Hold one! Arm drag! Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin! I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, Armbar! I am Sir Michael Cole! What? <laughs>